How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode eight of Overland Talk of the Delta. This is once again Nathan Lewitt, and this time around, we are joined again by Mitchell, all the way down in Bigelow still. Still here in Bigelow. <laughs> to start off today's episode, I was informed about something pretty interesting um, at the beginning of this past week. And what that was is that I was sent an email that my podcast had, or this podcast, I mean, yeah, my podcast. Anyway, this podcast had hit a top 20 best or must listen to podcast list. Now, overlanding podcast. Overlanding podcast list, yes. Wish it was overall. That'd be sick. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Now, the interesting thing is, is that I'm not sure how well this site should be trusted. However, when you Google top overland podcast on Google, this is the top search that comes up. Um, and I, I recognize most of these podcasts are on this site in this list as well. But this podcast landed at number 11 out of 20 for top must listen to podcast for overlanding so it's a little bit of pat on my back on my own back if i do say so myself i think and i think i should get the credit i'll, I'll give you a little bit <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough um and with that said if anyone who's been on the show so far and especially you mitchell uh thank y'all for being able to be on here to help me get to this far at least um no problem seeing as we're Apparently someone's listening to it, or at least thinks people, other people should be listening to it. However, to our main topic for the night, uh, my buddy Mark, who was on, I think it was two episodes now, sent in a subject request. And his request was primarily talking about overlanding coolers slash fridges. Food storage. And, and we're going to expand that to overall food storage because you can obviously have wet and dry or dry and cold um, food to pack. And to start off with, um, the easiest one to talk about is just generic food, stuff that doesn't need to be frozen. Um, that's going to be anything like your canned goods, your seasoning cooking accessories, um, dry cereal, anything, anything of that sort. And every th- what we've done in the past is we tend to get these little cheapy totes that you can get at like Walmart, Target, Dollar Tree, anything. It just has a little two latches on the side to hold the lid shut. And most of the time we just throw that in the back of one of the vehicles. Now, if it's if that's something that might potentially get left out or would be on a trailer or a roof rack or the back of a truck, I think I would definitely get into more of those nice, fancy, what I call camp totes. Um, we had a bunch of them, Mitchell, like three of them that we used to go camping in, and Connor has a handful of them where yeah. they kind of latch over themselves as, they, as the lids close on top. Yeah, you got to close them like at the same time and they overlap. Right. And yeah. to me, the neatest thing about them is, is that there's a spot to where you could lock them. Yeah. And not that I'm worried about anyone coming and stealing our food, 
but although that would suck that would that would really suck yeah wouldn't put it past be an inconvenience (laughs) but mainly um raccoons and other rodents getting into it yeah at least uh, just putting over i mean not that raccoons i mean i wouldn't put past them they definitely could do it but even just the way those toads are designed it'd be hard for them to get in anyways but even just putting like a carabiner or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tie paracord through it or something. Yeah. Or yeah, something something really easy. Um, and I think for just like generic food storage, I think that's like the best way to go. Yeah, and um, for like just like for most of our trips, we don't even have enough like stuff like that would like you know stuff that doesn't have to be in a cooler. We don't have enough stuff to like usually even bring an extra tote we usually just put it in your tote that you keep all your cooking stuff in anyways right and now and with all that experience of doing it that way i honestly wouldn't be against having another tote even if it meant there was a lot of empty space in each one yeah just because it it is nice to be able to go through all the accessory cooking accessories and stuff and then being able to have the food separate and not like be throwing everything around or have to pull out all the food to get to the stuff at the bottom yeah and one thing is that like a lot of times by the end of camp like you'll either have like one like pot or skillet that's like dirty because you can't clean it just like at camp or like you know like something will be dirty you know without a doubt and so it's it would be kind of nice to not have to throw it in with the food not that the food's open but you know just Uh, get the packaging messy or whatever yeah yeah that would be a bad idea yeah that's something i've kind of been thinking of but it's not like must happen kind of deal just a thought and for just like you know i guess it's just the way we like to do it we cook most of our meals so like we were saying we don't have a whole lot of non you know stuff that doesn't have to stay on ice right so most of our stuff is on ice Hmm. but i mean it just depends on how you want to want to do it if you don't want to cook a whole lot then you would have more and you would right you would have more more dry stuff more stuff that would probably just use water yeah. to mix up which honestly i wouldn't mind adventuring into that a little bit more excuse you excuse me <clears throat> um but going into the the cold stuff because there's way more options there probably a lot more be, complicated a lot more complicated at times too yeah and you actually probably. have to watch out for it <laughs> yeah or you won't have any food later yeah um or you'll dump it out in the back of turkey anyway or go homesick or that yeah potentially yeah dumping it back in the back of a turkey not not fun actually it wasn't that bad the you water we went and got was fine just all the stuff you had was frozen and wet um may have burnt that, a little hole in your blanket was, that was the biggest inconvenience <laughs> yes yes that hole is still there not a hole it just it's now like a burnt marshmallow in the corner yeah yeah we'll go with that one no biggie well not I to wouldn't... mention my pillow got burnt too <laughs> true i forgot about that Hey, I'd rather the stuff be burnt than me wrapping up in frozen stuff because I'd have literally just died probably. <laughs> it was so cold. <laughs> anyway, probably one of the most um, popular way to keep food cold and the very traditional way to do it is in your cooler. And probably very specifically stuff like Yetis or oh, uh, what are the the other big name of big fancy coolers called well you got all like the even like the ozarks have all their fancy yep, coolers now. yep uh, i think there's yeah, a, finally uh i think they're like patent ran out finally or something yeah 
Yeah, which I mean, Ozark makes coolers that are nice, just as nice as Yetis, in my opinion. I mean, almost half the price. Uh, they're they're like half the price, but they're still like hundreds of dollars, you know. Oh, true, yeah. But well, and still that's nice. where I get to my my big problem with when it comes to coolers. So, if you're going out to look to buy a cooler, usually the the one thing that everybody looks at first is how long is that going to keep my ice in ice form and because if you have stuff in there that is in a box or isn't just plastic down in that ice chest then it gets soggy and that sucks yeah you don't want it all being water at the bottom right as much as possible right and obviously as you use it and everything opening and closing it and it's just sitting there uh you're going to be losing that ice anyway so you a yeah, it's going to happen inevitably. Right. So you you have a window there of how long you can keep it all cool and how long can you expect it to all stay nice. Well, that's when you get into the range or am I going to be buying an expensive cooler or am I going to just hope everything stays cool and deal with the water and buy something a little cheaper? Um, personally, I've been sticking with the cheaper stuff and just try to keep an eye out and drain the the liquid at the bottom as i can which i mean part of the reason we have the cheaper stuff is because we already have that stuff right we we have a bunch we didn't of go out and buy cheap it, cooers. You know? right right yeah yeah now, not the mention say, i probably wouldn't have spent 500 dollars on the cooler anyway yeah not right now definitely <laughs> but i will say now there's gonna be multiple times during this episode i'm gonna say that i got something off tip tiktok there's there's a bunch of dumb stuff on TikTok, but there's educational stuff too. Um, <laughs> one of the things I saw, I saw this like probably about a year ago. This guy took, it was just like some, you know, your ordinary cheap, like igloo or Coleman cooler, like, you know, some, just like your normal cooler. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he does is he takes expanding foam that you like get in those That's, cans. I, was say, you know? I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And he would like drill holes in it. And fill it up with expanding foam as much as he could, and then just, you know, like shave it off flat, whatever. And uh, he says it makes them like two or three times as effective. And like, I, I believe it because I mean, the foam is better than just having, you know, the, the air, air in pocket. it. Yeah. And them inevitably getting leaks in them anyway. So, um, so I mean, there's even stuff like that you do. I kind of want to try it once just to see, like, you know, how much better it would be. And if it's worth it, I mean, because those Kansas spray foam aren't that expensive, you know. No, they really aren't. So, but yeah, I mean, you can do like things like that too if you want. I was saying with, with all the coolers we have laying around, we could probably definitely grab try one it and, and not try worry it out. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to make it worse. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no way you can make it worse. So, so unless we just accidentally drilled a hole all the way through and it leaked everywhere. But anyway, I'd still be covered with expanding. <laughs> But yeah, if you get it, I mean, theoretically, up. you just make a foam cooler, which foam coolers have been things for years. So yeah, you know, there's there's just not very durable. It's the only problem with. Yeah, them, I, I would stay away from foam coolers for uh, camping because um, it, I, I guarantee you the the lid's not going to be on it and all your stuff in it. When you get to your campsite. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of just break in half sometimes. I can't say I've had that happen. Well, if you're playing in a garage and you body slam someone on it, they break. 
their head really? goes through it. Yeah. Really? I, not that I'd know, but yeah. <laughs> so. Let's see. And another thing that a lot of people are definitely going to keep into consideration when buying a cooler is how much space it takes up and how much space they have in them. And one thing that, and I know that's how the technology works, but one thing that frustrates me is that we have a little igloo cooler. I say little, but like your, your normal chest, ice chest. And you can put a Yeti of the same size next to it and fit maybe half the stuff in it because they're so thick. In the Yeti? In the Yeti, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why they're expensive. They're, right. There's like, tons of material yeah. there, yeah. 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 But it's still just frustrating because I'm like, if I want to get something that's going to be holding as much stuff as my igloo does. It'd have to be massive. It, it has to be pretty big. Yeah. And it's going to take up quite a bit of space. That's another thing I always think of is, to me, I always say, first, look at the area you're working with, and then what's your budget? And how much area you need. Oh, right. How much do you actually need to take? Yeah. Um, now, one thing I'm a really big fan of outside of coolers are these little ACDC like mini fridges. And I want to say typically when it's hooked up AC like in your house, it can actually keep stuff pretty cool. Actually, I think it's the same. It should think be about the it. same. Yeah. Usually it's people use them mainly for like soda cans and beer and stuff like that yeah. to keep it nice and chilled. But most of them will actually keep stuff cool enough to store like lunch meat in and maybe a couple eggs. Um, and you can get one off of Amazon. I'm looking at them right now. You, you can get them off Amazon for about 40 to $60 that will store six to eight cans. But yeah, you can easily get them for about 40 to $60 off Amazon. And we actually got a little one. We got it from Walmart for about relatively the same price. Um, the only thing is, is that they only run if the vehicle's running. And then. Well, they, you could plug it into a always on, you know, outlet. True. But then you it's just pulling be, off the battery. Yeah. And you have, have to, to have be careful a, with that. That's why, like, that's what I was going to say when. You were done, but I guess I'll say it now. The mm -hmm. only problem I've always had with like onboard, you know, coolers, fridges, whatever you want to call them, is the idea of you know, when you're not driving, right? You you're almost draining a battery, or do you have if you have like an auxiliary battery that charges but won't like drain your car, like your starter it's not battery? Made, it's not made for the overall rig, <laughs> yeah. If it if you can run like that, then you know they're fine, but you know, at that point, you're getting into rigs that most people are like. Uh, you know close to 80 to 100 grand invested in right um, not saying you can't do that as like a first thing it's just not something most people think of or do right now what i would probably do if i was going to suggest someone to do that i would say probably spend maybe to 100 to 200 dollars on one of these small little fridges that maybe get a little bit cooler have a little bit more room in them um i'm looking at there's another one right here on amazon that's 220 dollars and it is a it's a 12 volt to 24 volt dc um cooler and it's a 15 liter cooler 
that, that's a pretty good size if you're just gonna be putting your meat and eggs and milk in there yeah um and then i would say instead of running it with the dc or even if you wanted to run it with the dc i i would say just go ahead and buy another car battery that you have hooked up in the back of your rig or something and just run it off that don't run it off the main vehicle yeah that wouldn't be i mean that bad and you can always swap batteries you know to keep them charged right if one starts to get low but it's still going to be good enough to start the vehicle you just swap them out and recharge it and then you'll be good i was just jump it or jump it yeah i mean now you're getting kind of inconvenient and complicated but i mean if it's i mean it works it's definitely something i could see us doing so oh absolutely there's there's other people out there that would definitely do it too yeah um another thing kind of adding on to these like little cooler fridge things um obviously y'all know that i'm the the big truck guy Uh, (laughs) one thing i saw it was this guy in a i can't remember if it was like an obs f-150 or if it was like a uh bull nose but it was it was an older f-150 and uh you know it's just got a bench seat in it but he has there's like throughout the years they've made tons of center console like inserts that you can sit in the bench seat so you have a Mm -hmm. console of some sort and uh they make like one of some of the first ones that came out were just coolers that literally sat there and like you know you could strap them in well he was he took it he was taking his cooler out and bought a uh one of these fridges you know or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. you know um that just plugs into you know 12 volt plug and uh and it's kind of cool because it has like you know the retro like look to it and you know it just sits there and you can fit like you know a couple drinks in there probably like six you know normal cans i bet you it uh, looks very similar to this one right here i'm looking at on amazon it's actually a frigid air little cooler and it it's a little mini fridge old six cans in it and it legit looks like they're old ice box refrigerators from way it, back in the day does it open on the top i mean you could probably lay it down and it would op- open from the top oh yeah but it i mean it looks like they're old rounded off red and white yeah 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 frigid air uh See, refrigerators yeah it probably looks a lot like it but like the cool thing about this one was like it was literally made like they're made just for like these right right because right. like it has like cup holders and everything too because for some reason when <laughs> these people decided to design trucks they didn't put cup holders in them so who would ever thought you need to drink a tr- i mean uh, have a soda and drive yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah so they're, i don't know they're just kind of cool little like things like that are just always neat you know right right um but i mean and the the one thing that i would say start maybe i would prefer someone put a couple hundred dollars into one of these fridges over a couple hundred dollars in a cooler because once you have this and you dedicate that for your off-roading setup you you never have to buy ice again unless you want it in a drink you don't have to deal with the hassle of everything being wet all the time and have we ever used ice in a drink no that's absolutely i don't think i've ever used ice in a drink well, it's because usually our actual like water setup that we have, we usually have a couple bags of ice poured yeah, down in it anyway. Yeah, you just put ice in it, yeah. So yeah, our water is already nearly frozen. Yeah. Or it's we're in the middle of the winter and the water is already near frozen. Yeah. 
and then or we don't want to drink water that's cold so right or we're drinking iced beer or oh uh coffee yeah that's the thing we're either drinking so, hot coffee or cold beers so yeah so i mean as far as having ice for the beverages goes i mean I, I I don't think I've ever brought ice on a camping trip just for the beverages. Yeah, and I mean we're not super luxury anyway, so like we usually don't bring like you know soft drinks, you know. So that is something you know, like a lot of people might want to do that. So you would still, but I mean I guess you could just put cans and it'd be no different than beer at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's not that big a deal. Um, and a lot of times the kind of system we have set up with our friends is that a lot of times I usually buy all the food and everything for cooking. And so we have one buddy that a lot of times he'll buy all the beer for everybody. Another buddy he'll buy all the ice and everything when we go to fill up the water keg. Yeah. And so, I mean, we have a, a glorified like little system there, but I mean, you could definitely, this to me, in my opinion, this saves most everybody in the long run. Yeah. It may be more work up front, especially with the whole uh you know, like auxiliary situation setup. yeah but i feel like in the end it's um, so worth it yeah and i mean it's it's also one of those things where, like you could get a really nice one like you know those ones that like you know like troll recon has a couple that he's used you know and they have yeah, now you're talking about like the actual refrigerators yeah these are like because these chests. are still these are still like coolers like won't get any colder than what your ice chest would get yeah um like these are like fancy they literally have like they come with like these rails that you know you mount them in your car and you can slide it all the way out and it's like and, and just for reference he's starting to talk about like the actual refrigerators yeah these are like literally like a like would, wouldn't be any different than the fridge in your house but just yeah. smaller but they look more like a they look like an ice, ice chest, chest. Yeah. yeah um but uh now these start to get into the couple grand yeah, I mean, there are some. This is like kind of where I was getting that, you know. The cheapest spend, one I've seen is like $600, $700. Yeah, if you want to spend the extra money out front, maybe, you know, I mean, we're always thinking on budget because that's how we run. Mm-hmm. But even just like a Christmas gift or something like that, now it might be an expensive Christmas gift or like something new, you know. It'd be something nice to get your spouse or family yeah. for Christmas if you this know, is what you're into. Yeah, and uh, yeah, especially like a family gift, that would be you know like i could see something like us three brothers getting like going in together and getting this together yeah yeah you know so like i'm I'm looking at one right here right now that's like 660 dollars it's about two and a half foot by two foot by a foot a couple inches deep and it runs ac dc and has a solar panel inside of it that's the way to go. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And it gets down to negative seven degrees. Oh, so it would literally it's, freeze. So it's like an yeah. ice chest. Yeah. Like it's an just, actual ice it's, chest. It's a straight up freezer. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I, I but, like it. But yeah, so I mean, if you even just spend like the extra money to do that, you'll be saving. I mean, depending on how much you can. Ice, honestly, is not that cheap. Like when you think like about if you it, go, if you go go to places that have it pre-bagged and everything yeah yeah you can easily so, spend two twenty dollars filling up a couple chests yeah and i mean like it doesn't seem like that big deal at the moment but i mean think about it you did that 10 times 10 trips in a year that's pretty easy 
that's mm-hmm. already two hundred dollars. So over the course of five years, you could easily have you know a grand in just ice. <laughs> yeah, you could easily be saving money just by going in at the beginning. Right. And a lot of times these things have warranties on them. So if they ever go out, you go take care of it and they send you a new exactly. one. And, and so you're is, never going to spend money on it again. Yeah. Unless and you I mean, want something like, bigger. Yeah. A lot of times people are like, you know, well, I don't know if I want to spend $600 on something I may only use five times a year. Well, it's also one of those things. You buy something like that, it's going to make camping so much easier, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. that like you're going to be more willing to just plan weekend trips, you know, or right. just, just pack up a spur of the moment. Be- yeah. Anything it that makes, makes it, it less easier. of a hassle, less of a pain, yeah, it's it's going to make your experience better in the long run. And just more fun, I mean. Right, and that's why I would say go ahead and spend the $200 or 60 to $200 on a just small little just powered cooler. Yeah. And once you see, first off, see if that's like all you need, like because a lot of times most people don't need stuff actually frozen for camp. Yeah, say. like it'd be fine for us. Right. And then if you're doing it enough, or if you find yourself actually wanting some frozen stuff, or even if you just want to make ice way out there, then start, you'll, you'll have a better idea of what you may or may not want to have or utilize while you're out there. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, now, you don't have to, but I love the setups. Like you were saying how uh, Trail Recon has a system set up to where most of his Jeeps and his Bronco now, he just opens the back gate and his fridge slides out on a door. That, that is pretty yeah. cool. And now, it's like, when that's I that's very like, fancy, but I, I do like it. Yeah. And these hinges are like, like most normal people don't realize like how good hinges have to be to like do this, but they, they <laughs> extend like all the way out. Like there's nothing holding them yeah, other and, than their arms themselves. And they're like literally and, the coolers hanging off the car. And I've seen, people demonstrate how much they could hold you can almost set two humans on it exactly yeah well i mean it's got to hold all the crap you're putting in it you know right but i mean my point being is that if you could put if you put in a couple humans on it then it's definitely going to hold up anything you put in your ice chest yeah exactly loading cannonballs in it exactly yeah might be reloading your ammo for the season but putting lead in there but i don't know who would be doing that (laughs) or who needs to keep it cold yeah, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> Just throw it next to it. I'll put it in the cooler. Um, but no, I definitely think that would be a, a neat setup. But again, once you're looking at that kind of deal, then you're going to be trying to figure out, do I need this AC with a power inverter set up? Because at that point, a lot of rigs have an AC power set up on the overlanding part of the rig. Yeah. Or do you want to run it DC or do I need to get one with a solar panel in it? Or do I need to get one that has a battery in it? Um, all of them that all those ways, you just got to figure out with what your style campings are going to be your location. If solar panels even going to be a viable option, which I would say most locations, it probably is. Yeah. Um, most of ours, you can like, there's a lot of trees where we go, but like you can find the spot. Right. The, the, our one campsite that we love going to is, yeah, there's no has, trees there. You're right. Has plenty of sunlight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's definitely something you got to consider it or have put into consideration because, say, it does. It's one without a battery, and you don't have a power set up, and you're just relying on the solar panel. 
and you go out there and it happens to be a really just overcasty week or whatever. Yeah, you might be then you might be low on power or you might have to figure yeah. out another solution there. Yeah. So I just have one more thing that I have. Um, like I told you before, it was uh, stuff like spices or um, just cooking setup in general. This is, like I was saying, the other thing I saw on TikTok, I saw it's like mm-hmm. in the past week. Um, I don't think it was like Snap-on brand, but it looked like it was like a toolbox. And it was green, so that's why I was thinking it was Snap-on. <laughs> um, it may have just been themed like it just because it was cool. But uh, it straight up looked like a toolbox. Mm-hmm. And you open the top, you know, like uh, a normal rolling toolbox, how like the top part, it's like two pieces. You have the bottom with a couple mm-hmm. shelves and then the piece on top that sits down and it has like the the chest, I guess, on top that has like a right. spot. Yeah. The catch all um, chest. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just like the top piece, you know, there, there wasn't like okay. the bottom rolling part. But uh, so it's just like the top. And when you opened it, it opened all the way mm-hmm. and it had all these like, there was like four different divided like little chambers, I don't know, huh? Chambers or areas. yeah, it was like kind of like just holes for like imagine like a square big enough to put you know a normal spice bottle and I guess call it a bottle, um, <laughs> yeah. But like you just you you could pick one up and there'd be like four in it and then it literally just like hang okay. on the side, and so it just had like a little little hole I guess like a little rail like and a it sleeve just, or something. Yeah, and the metal would just like you know slide in and it hang off, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's built like pretty well, so it's like strong, you know. Um, so you could pull like all four out and they'd hang on the side, and then now nah, this is where they make their money, but they have like <laughs> you know burners, you know, for like cooking that like mount to the the box itself. Um, so like you can put those on. There was like a couple different accessories they had, and so that was just like one kind of interesting, cool little like way of having a cooking setup that's it wouldn't be like a permanent on like a trailer or something like that but even for us it'd be nice because you know we still do our all of our cooking on a table you know yeah. um, something that I would mean, be nice to set in the back of a jeep and just have opened up yeah exactly yeah um or just like on the tailgate of a truck you know right something that you could just easily like pick up with somebody else sit in a very convenient location yeah and it was just you know it was it was built good it was convenient you know a lot of accessories it just mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you know would definitely be useful if that's what you're looking for right now one other thing that i will say as far as the the cool storage goes is that a lot of times if you're looking to get a overland camper or trailer a lot of times they have refrigerators built into them so if you're wanting another reason to go ahead and buy one of those two then look into them and see if that's something that they have because there's no need to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a off-roading refrigerator if you're going to spend 20 grand on a off-roading camper and it pretty much has the same thing in the cabinets inside already yeah and, and like you just said the not only do they have like fridges but a lot of times they already have built in uh like spice racks and stuff like that. right a yeah. lot of times you open up the back of them and you have a pretty much a full kitchen there yeah it's already set up for you which i mean 
that would be a dream that'd be sweet <laughs> uh, i'm definitely within the next couple of years i think i'm going to be looking around for facebook marketplace and uh some resale used yeah, campers because sure. I, I think that would be a blast and yeah. that's assuming we don't end up building our little trailer to do all that already yeah which i mean our trailer is going to be mainly a sleeping quarters here? yeah we, we talked have, about right, a couple yeah. times yeah yeah it's going to be a redneck looking piece <laughs> of crap but it's going to be our piece of crap and it's going to do exactly what we want it to do might put some racing um, stripes on it <laughs> why not <laughs> None of, none of the paint matches anyways. That's why I took that bed off my truck. It yeah. looked like crap. <laughs> I think we should black it out. We should put some orange highlights on the Liberty and then put some orange highlights on the camper. Be a we matching put, dream. We should put those, you know, the little little yellow, like orange amber lights I have on my truck, all on my bed. Yeah, we should, we should put should some of that put on. All over it. <laughs> no, I'm actually dabbling with that. I would love to see the Odyssey. You Back. know how- you know how convenient that would actually be having them going down the side of the trailer while out yeah. there at night? Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. I love uh, the lights on my truck. No, I think we need to lift up the uh, lift the Liberty up, put some cab lights on it, get it an actual good-looking roof rack with actual good light set up. Yeah, for sure. That thing would – could they can look cool. They just – I don't like the look of them Stock. off the showroom floor. <laughs> But, hey, well, I, well, let's be honest. A Wrangler doesn't look just amazing off the showroom floor or anything. Anyway, yeah, unless it's a, lie, don't unless like it's a Rubicon, ones. unless it's yeah, a Rubicon, yeah. then it looks yeah, great. They look, they look decent, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I think that's just a Jeep thing. Unless you uh, put some meaty thirty fives and a two inch lift on it, then uh, it's gonna look a little sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Well, then again, I can't dog it too much because I mean, that's exactly what you got. I've taken our little stock four-door wrangler in places that people would be terrified to take uh, mall crawlers through oh for sure <laughs> i've taken my three-quarter ton truck through places that people probably thought i was dumb but why do we do that too so hey i mean it's built for it let's go yeah it's built to do it not it's built to be able to not built to be fun to do it i know mine is built to be fun to do it yeah yeah it's comfortable <laughs> when we climbed that mountain you know like with the the huge rock like shelves i mean we say huge you know they're they're not like two feet they're like maybe a foot foot enough enough to air down and crawl over yeah air down i think i have 50 psi on my tires still (laughs) i had (laughs) two yeah when i say i had to bounce off this (laughs) it's pretty bad oh i need lockers that's 100 percent. i need i 100 percent need lockers and suspension at least in the front i mean i can deal with the suspension as long as i get over the shelf the first time <laughs> it's the fact that i have to hit it five times before it decides to actually start going well, well i think it's because the suspension is so tight that you hit it and you just bounce backwards <laughs> instead of bouncing over you're bouncing straight back here's the problem i take my truck hauling more often than i do climbing mountains so okay so there's the solution you need to buy a truck to haul with and build this one up to go off-road again if i'm gonna build a truck to go off-roading i'm just gonna get it like a half-ton truck yeah you don't need that much of a truck to go out there do that yeah no <laughs> it barely <laughs> fits down any of the trails <laughs> especially when i decided to put tow mirrors on it i was like i was like I literally i think i put tow mirrors on it, and like the next weekend we decided to go just ride out there and I'm like, well, had my mirrors in the whole time because every trail we went down, I was literally like 
not not even joking uh some of the trails that we went down there would be trees on both sides you know conveniently placed <laughs> right next you know in line with each other and so when i would go through them i'd literally have to <laughs> climb over like not not a whole lot just like maybe two three inches on both trees you just climb over it a little bit the back's fine because it's narrower than the front whoever designed that i don't know why but <laughs> i'd have to like hop over stumps and you look back and the ring was just like looks like it's got two feet on either side of it and you're like what the <laughs> but yeah oh and not to mention my truck's a five speed so i'm bumping it up these rocks and i'm, I'm like having to you know deal with it being five speed which i mean i love but yeah i just put it just... full wheel drive and it just goes on its own well, I mean, I could do that. It would just sit there and spin, though. Because, oh, right. Because there's a rock shelf and mud in one of the holes that my tires is in, so that tire just spins. But see, I got all these fancy things in my Jeep. I just keep going. Yeah, it's because you, you have a computer. Computers aren't cool. But they're smart. They're, sometimes. <laughs> I can't say I technically have a computer, just not not a smarter one. Well, your computer isn't in your drive tray. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Especially since it's a five-speed. Mine's in my drive train and I got it where yeah. it counts. <laughs> mine, mine just tells, he's like, cylinder one, you need to fire now. Cylinder, mine and technically doesn't even do that. It still hey, doesn't just hey, But what, what, to be honest, my computer hasn't been doing that real well lately. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Actually, mine, I think it's doing it just fine. I think I just got some injector problems at the moment. I think you need to pour a water bottle down the intake. Oh, that's what, yeah. Don't use seafoam, just use water. Like literally, not even joking. Well, we're we're really thinking about just dumping some additive into next time I fuel up one time. Yeah, I mean it helps. Seth keeps telling me to do that, but Dad's like, "You ain't doing that to my Jeep." But yeah, literally, this is totally <laughs> off topic about what we're talking about. But you might people might think you know you're dumb for like what well, sounds stupid to, to pour water into your intake, <laughs> which don't don't do it. Don't like go take your water hose and pour it into your intake, but. That's how literally like for years people have cleaned carbon off engines. It's it's literally I mean it's theoretically just steam cleaning the carbon off your pistons and stuff. So it doesn't rusty in, in liner of it all. I mean it's not gonna. It's got it would be doing that when you're uh in any combustion reaction, True. it produces water. True. So it's theoretically just already there you're just putting it in as water first therefore you can actually like do the cleaning because by the time it's water it's being pumped out you know right um so like it can't it's not bad for it and they've been doing it for years that's how people clean like pumps on farms and stuff they just pour water down the intakes it's just they if you pour too much water yeah you'll hydro lock it but you just gotta be <laughs> smart watch a video or two before you do it <laughs> i like i'll stick with the stuff to pour down the most, most people don't need first. to be doing this anyways. Most people don't need to be doing this. Just yeah, most people you... don't have a 250,000 yeah. mile Jeep yeah. that is still has the original injectors on. Just, you know, when you drive a 30-year-old truck or a $250,000 Wrangler, dollar, not dollar, <laughs> mile. Ain't no way it's that expensive. If it was that expensive, then we should have some extra accessories on it. If it were that expensive, I hope we're not having to pour water down it. It was that expensive. I'm hoping we have better injectors on it. If they're that expensive, I hope it have a V8. That's what I was, that's what I was gonna say next. <laughs> Something better than what's in it. Wouldn't mind having that 392 up in there. I just 
come and swap it. We'll do inline six. V8s are overrated anyways. Hey, I'd take either at this point. Exactly. Hey, but at least with the 392, we would have to convert the rest of it. Yeah, you would. <laughs> the transmissions the aren't the same. Are they not? I thought no. they were. No. Hmm. That's okay. I want a manual anyway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I take this Mustang out for Adams, I just wish the Wrangler was a manual. They're pretty fun. I like mine. It's a good thing I don't drive that Mustang any more often than I do. I'd be in trouble. Yeah, and the sad thing is that it's, it's only a V6, too. And it still goes. Yeah. I mean, like, I've driven it. That thing's so weird. You can literally put it in sixth gear going 30, and it just, like, drives. Yeah. So. But then you can also shift down and be at 120 in, like, two seconds. Yeah, Unless, that's the thing. If it had a V8, I'd either be dead or in jail. Well, I mean, you, no one's going to pull you out or pull you over out there anyways. <laughs> I, Maybe. <laughs> it'd be a highway patrol, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but, but anyway, uh, we have definitely got off subject on this one, but uh, I do believe we've got everything covered that I was shooting to cover today. Unless there's anything else you got real fast you want to throw at it. I think I'm good. We covered everything in bonus. So. Yeah, I love bonus episodes. Anyway, uh, definitely go check out that list if you're curious about anything else that's on there. There's definitely good other good um, podcasts on that list, and that is... Uh, I figured out that site again. That is feedspot.com. And if you just Google top overlanding podcasts on Google, it's it's the first link. And I can c- confirm that on multiple accounts I've searched it up on. Um, and also, again, our uh, weekly joke at the end of each podcast, because obviously if you got this far, then you know you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. I, lo- I, I love doing that at the end of each one. Either way, thank you for being on again, Mitchell, and we're going to wrap it up there. Have a good one, everyone.